are the team that is connecting all Hudson Valley hospitals and medical providers so that they can share information securely and seamlessly. We are their consultants in helping reduce waste and optimize reimbursement. We are their partners, providing them with free access to the tools, information, and support they need to deliver the best care possible. Their mission is our mission. We are the Hudson Valley's Health Information Exchange. HealthLink New York, now powered by Healthy Connections. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is 15 Minutes of Fame with Schools Bronson. And we have a special, special guest here tonight. Um, somebody near and dear, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who's always uh, messing with me on the support side of the game. Um, my homeboy, Phantom, man. Go ahead. Yourself, bro. Yeah, you already know it's your boy Phantom. Straight from the 305 Dade County. You know, I fought with my dog Heavy, and, you know, he told me to hop on the interview, so I told him it's nothing. You know, it's always love, always support, because, you know, you got to build it from the ground up. And why not? You got to move laterally. You can't move upward, you feel me? Because you try to reach out to the big niggas, guess what? And really gonna fuck with you like that. So start from the ground floor, build your shit up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so you are a MC. Um, you right. are creative, and what I noticed is you guys, because um, you work with other artists, of course. But um, right, you guys like, yeah, I got my have team. like a, a nice little tight knit group, man. Talk about that. Um, it's just me and my, it's just me and my brothers. You know, a lot of people throw that brother word around, but for me, it's really like that. Like we've been down, you know, over 15 years and it's three of us, you know, my brother Sibirus, K-E-R-B-E-R-U-S, and my brother Cheese Navy. And, you know, they sing and rap and I just rap and, you know, my bro do beats. Um, I do the graphic design for all of us. So it's like, we do our own creative direction and all that so you know we're just a team trying to make it out of florida you know the, the spotlight is on florida right now but i don't think nobody doing it how we doing it because we actually got lyrics you feel me and we got real content so i think that's what take us different because we giving people a meaning and we giving them you know some fire ass bars which is kind of missing in the game right now and that's a fact bro because um i just actually listened to the mixtape that you had out um and that mixtape is one of the best I've heard this year. Um, for those who don't know, it's called Not Your Average Mixtape. Um, you can find it on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Title. Y'all can go there and check that out. Uh, of course, it's under the artist named Phantom. But um, let's let's talk a little bit about how you got into coming up with this mixtape and um, what kind of inspired this mixtape. Um, pretty much. With my mixtape, I sat down and I just thought about what made me different. You know, I wanted to take people in the day, in the life of me, you know, what typically goes on in my life and how things start off. So, like, I kind of almost wrote it like a movie, 
and then I'm getting into directing my own music videos and stuff. So like every song is like theatrical, like it's like a movie. And right. then I got um, my homegirl, Neilani. I got her giving people, you know, just inspirational talks throughout the whole mixtape. So, you know, when the mixtape starts off, it starts off like just bringing you to Miami, like a day in the life of, you know, how we live down here. Well, I would say people like me, I wouldn't say how we live, because everybody like different. But it, it, it's like a movie. So when you listen to it beginning to end, you get a little taste of everything. You know, you get a little taste of the, you know, the street life, the drug dealing life. You get a taste of, you know, when you get a little money and now, you know, you're able to get the pretty women and you're able to buy the fancy cars. And then you get to the, you know, you get to the, the real stuff where, you know, you're having problem, relationship problems. You're having problems with your family. And then I ended off with a, um, a song about suicide, you know, because I had a homie that, killed himself in a federal penitentiary about um, 2017. So, you know, suicide is near and dear. And at the time I wrote the song, my little cousin attempted suicide. So it's like it, it ends off on a real sad note. But, you know, I, people got to hear that because people don't make music about it as much as they should. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. And I think that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the messages that you're putting in your music, man, I think that's very important for the people to hear. Not, a, not only that, it's just that you being from the southern part of the United States and then you actually having bars is a very integral part of hip-hop because you're also showing that the South actually has artists who, uh, who can be as lyrical as people from the north northeast and people from uh the west coast and of course people from the midwest which um you know it's been a long a long long standing argument about whether or not people from the south were uh lyrical enough and of course you know you got artists like outcast you got artists like ti david banner uh killer mike etc etc but you are one of the artists to me that i feel like are taking on that path and not just making it longer but also widening widening those lanes that way uh other artists behind you can come through a little bit easier for them so one question i always uh wanted to ask because you're one of those artists who um found their way to these streaming platforms uh, i'm gonna say fairly easy but you found your way to it so being and I'm sure you you know you're not signed or anything like that. So being an independent artist, how hard was it to find your way to the streaming uh, apps and to be able to put your music out? How hard is it? What's the effects of that far as dealing with fans and dealing with um, dealing with media and everything like that compared to? being a signed artist or maybe artists that you know like a Rick Ross or a DJ Khaled so on and so forth right. yeah I mean for me it was pretty easy because when I was in high school I went to a school that had a magnet program for music and our teacher taught us music business and this was you know some years ago prior to even streaming being a thing like prior to even SoundCloud being a thing. I remember when SoundCloud first came out and everybody was putting their music on there and we didn't know what it was. It was fairly easy for me because I already knew the business and I knew that things were going a different way. Like it was moving from the CDs. So for me, it's easy because I already got knowledge 
as far as the paperwork and the splits and, you know, publishing and all that stuff, I know how all that works. And it just changed just slightly. It didn't change that much. But for somebody that's just coming in as an independent artist that want to get their music on there, it's pretty hard, especially dealing with these guys. Like, if you don't have money for beats, if you don't have two, three hundred dollars a beat for some people, you know, you're making a project that 10 songs, 300 songs, you might have $3,000, you know? So it's, it's different avenues, you know? Like, I work with a lot of dudes that... Um, that's on beat stars, you know, and I build relationships with people. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit hard, but once you get your feet wet, it's nothing. And you know what, what sets me different from a lot of artists? And I've seen people, I've seen people come up. Like, i see. I remember when Rick Ross Hustling first came out and how, how it shook the city and how everybody was listening to it. And it was somebody that's from my neighborhood that, got ties with my family like my uncle played football with him so you know I see him growing up and to see his grind and see him you know grind out like 10 years before he get there it just made it just made me hungry and um when it comes to the fans people 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 really shit on you for sending them a SoundCloud link like say if I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I'm posting my links up and I'm sending it directly to people because that's like how I like to operate like I like to tailor a message to every person that I'm sending. I don't like to just copy and paste and spam. I try to have a conversation with people there, hit them with my music after. They respect it more, and majority of the time, they're going to listen to it more because they see you as more professional. Like, if you tell them, if you ask them, hey, where do you primarily listen to music to from? They might say, I listen to music on Tidal. Boom, hit them on Tidal. Check out my music here, or I'm on Spotify. I listen to my music on Spotify. Boom, hit them with the Spotify. Oh, I'm on Apple Music. Boom. Oh, I'm on Google Play. Boom. Oh, I listen to music on Pandora. It's like they have no choice. Like, it, it's pretty much like you corner people to where they have to listen to your music. Or they just, they just got to be like, nah, man, I'm cool off that. So that, that's another thing that I would, I think is advantageous to all artists and all up-and-coming artists that's not signed is to get on those streaming platforms. It don't cost you a lot of money. You just have to invest in yourself. You know, you might have to spend, you know, two or $3,000 to record the mixtape properly so you can have it sound good and sound radio quality and all that stuff. But it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's got, you just got to grind. I like, hate to be cliche, but you got to grind. Okay, so speaking of investing in yourself, right? So, um... To me, I feel like being an independent artist nowadays is way, way easier than it is being an artist because now you can kind of control your platform. If you look at guys, um, unfortunately, like Takashi Six Nine and those guys who were independent artists and able to do their thing. If you even looking at guys like Chance the Rapper, who um, he could kind of come up with his own platform. He kind of come up with his own mixtapes and everything like that. Him winning a, a yeah. Grammy off of a mixtape and things like that. Being an independent artist right now to me is probably more uh, beneficial than it has ever been in the genre of hip hop. So investing in yourself how has that um, specifically benefited you as far as the music goes, as far as, and I don't just mean financially, I mean like time, I mean like um, 
efforts, those things. I don't mean financially. I just mean everything right. outside of the of the dollar. Investing in yourself, how has that benefited you as an artist? I think since because that because I'm an independent artist, I have the freedom to do whatever I want. You know, like I don't have to deal with timelines. Like I could put right. out like I put out my mixtape when I wanted to. Like I literally had a date for my mixtape, but then Meek announced that he put his mixtape out. He was gonna put his album out, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to drop the same week as him because everybody that that my music is similar to Meek in a way. So it's like our fan bases are kind of similar, but not really. But it's like I had the ability to push it back. If you're on the label, you stuck on that date. You stuck on that date. Like it just happened with Lil Pump. Lil Pump came out the same exactly. the same date that um, Offset and Gunna came out, and he only right. did forty thousand. If he would have been in a week by himself. Maybe he would have did 50 or 60 or 70. He would have did a little bit more. But, you know, everybody going to listen to other people, you know, streaming, equivalent, and all and all that stuff. But as far as the time, you could take your time. Like, you're not on the time clock. You could do whatever you want to. And you can make music about whatever the hell you want to. Because I know people, and I have, you know, people that I associate with that sign to major record labels and they can't make music that they want. They have cars that sit there and tell them, hey, we want you to make a single like this. We want you to make a song that can go in this club or in this direction. When you're an independent artist, you do exactly what you want to and that's the best thing. And as far as investing in yourself that's not financial or outside of the time is that you can invest it in your craft. Like, it's been plenty times where I might have a song that I think is dope and I take it to different people. Like, I, I pull up on people because I don't have no, but I have, like, my inner circle, but sometimes I go outside of the circle, you know, just to get an outside ear. And I might pull up on somebody and play a song for them. And they'd be like, yeah, I like that. But yeah. that word that you said right there, I don't know. That verse, I ain't really feel it. I can go back and change that verse. Sometimes... The label be like, nah, man, we got, we got it in. Once you submit it, you can't change it. Because sometimes, some labels might, you might submit it a month ahead of the release date. Sometimes you might submit it two, three months before. You don't have the ability to change it. And it's like, you can get better. Like, you could, then, that's the main thing, is being independent, you don't have no time constraints. You can take as long as you want to, and plus, you're going to work harder because you're spending every dollar. When the label giving you that budget, you'll sit in the studio all day. But me, I don't have the luxury of that. I'm spending my money. I'm spending, you know, eighty, two hundred dollars an hour. So when I'm to the studio, that hour, I'm taking ten minutes, fifteen minutes or less to record one song and the rest of that the rest of that time is going straight to mixing the song to make it sound good and then come back and master it and all that stuff. But man, people just People are slaves. Like, hey, some of these new records are slaves to it. And, you know, if they knew better, they'll be independent and then they'll go to their situation, you know, like a, like A Boogie. Like, A Boogie, they got their own label, you know, QP and Bubba, they got uh, HV. So they do their own thing, but a lot of people don't have don't have that and they don't have leverage. So it sucks for them, but hey, cheers to the independent. Yeah, I feel, bro, um, 
And that was that was one of the things that I had always thought about personally, just um, the benefits of being an independent rapper and being a rapper signed to either a label or a major label just in general. I always thought that it was, you know, uh, it was it was more beneficial to be independent because, like you said, not only are you investing your time, but you investing yourself and you investing your energy into it. So it's going to make you have that certain hunger that sign artists uh, to a major or just to a label in general aren't going to have compared to an independent rapper who just wants to make it. Now, the one thing that I like about you personally is that you are not only um, a great artist, but you are um, a presence on social media. And of course I follow you and I'm sure a bunch of other people follow you, but what I like about uh, your social media, specifically Twitter, is that you have a you have an optimist outlook on everything that comes across, not just the culture, but just everything in general, as far as the news, as far as the culture, as far as what just goes on in everyday life. So. First and foremost, let everybody know what's your Twitter, and then talk a little bit about how you feel um, the, the the just the social media status of an artist. Um, my Twitter, what's my Twitter? My Twitter, Phantom D A R E A L Phantom P H A N T O M. That's also my Snapchat. Uh, what's my Instagram? My Instagram is Phantom Coke. Uh, but I'm the most active on Twitter because I'm I'm not really. Into posting pictures and all that stuff. When it comes to social media, you have to like you have to use your social media to advantage. And if people like your personality and your music match your personality, it's to an advantage of you because people like to feel like they know you. Like everybody, all of my fans that listen to my—it's crazy to say I got fans, but all of them because for the longest I didn't have fans. But, like, all of the people, and I don't even like to call them fans, all of the people that listen to my music, that's, like, extended family, you know, because they're on the ground floor with me and we build it. They like my personality. They listen to my music because they know that the same thing that I'm rapping about is the same thing that I'm living, is the same thing that I'm talking about on a daily basis. Like, you have situations where, you know, these artists, they can't show their real personality because for all intents and purposes, they lame as hell. They not cool. They rapping about this fashion that they wouldn't know if they didn't have the big major label look and they didn't have a stylist and all that. Man, listen, man, I grew up in the Vogue magazine. Like, literally, when Carl Lagerfeld just died, I cried because I looked up to that man. Like, I really, really do this fashion shit. So when I say St. Laurent, I'm saying St. Laurent for real because 10 years ago I was wearing St. Laurent. 10 years ago I was wearing Balmain. 10 years ago, you know, Gucci is kind of boycotted right now, but I was wearing Gucci. I was wearing all that stuff. So Yeah, you can't be wearing Gucci right it. now, bro. Yeah, we can't be wearing Gucci right now. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of dumb for Gucci. You know, you put Gucci to the side, but Gucci, Gucci tacky as hell to me anyway because, you know, it's it got the name crossing, and you know, I don't really too much like the name across, you know, because I'm, I'm not a, which is ironic, I'm not an attention seeking person. So, Twitter is like my outlet for me to express myself, but as an artist, you have to use the social media different. Like, 
on your Twitter, the Twitter is more of your actual personality, and then Instagram is like more of the rehearsed you. It's not your free thought. You kind of got to rehearse what you want to say and, and kind of tread lightly and be a little bit politically correct. And then when you're on Facebook, you know, whether it's your personal Facebook or your music Facebook, you got to kind of keep it a straight line. But Twitter, you know, I come from that old Twitter, like 2008, 2009 Twitter, where it was like, yeah, raw that's that disrespectful things. Twitter. Exactly. I come from that disrespectful <laughs> Twitter. So I still write, you know, I still write some type of things. And I'm just a well rounded person. And, I like to think I'm a likable person, but, you know, some people don't think I'm a likable person. But you go on my Twitter and read my tweets, you be like, man, this nigga just like me. And which I, I, I like to be. I don't never like to think of myself higher. And, and you know, when I do get to the level of a, a Drake or a Kanye or a Meek Mill or a Rick Ross, I'm going to still be the same me. And it's going to be like a take it or leave it situation. Like, you know, I'm going to have to censor myself because there's going to be money on the line and stuff like that, but... Nah, man, I, I gotta be me. I gotta be me, and I pride myself on that with my music and my Twitter and my Instagram posts and all that. That's what's up, bro, man. I, I, and me personally, man, I'm I'm glad you are one of the most prominent voices um, on Twitter. Not only are um, you are one of the most free voices on Twitter, man, but we are about to go into a break, so. Let's go into this break real quick, and we'll be right back with Phantom Man. Y'all hold tight. Let's go. Yeah, you know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Scoots Bronson, we are back. Um, 15 Minutes of Fame, and we are here with the special guest, Phantom Man, um, independent artist, social media presence. Um, Now, we've talked a little bit about everything that you got going on in uh, your career, so... Here, I just wanted to talk to you specifically about a couple of current events, um, especially ones that we've talked about personally on Twitter, um, ones that we've kind of had our own, our, I'm sorry, our own opinions on. Um, first and foremost, Jesse Smollett. Um, I call him the clown prince of the LGBT community. Um, <laughs> other people call him the, the guy that got caught. Um, today he's been indicted on 16 different, uh, felony counts of, I guess you could call it fraud. I guess you could call it lying. Um, how do you feel about that situation? I ain't even gonna lie to you. My mom, I was at my mom's crib and she was telling me about it. And I ain't even gonna lie. We was kind of like laughing about it. Cause we was like, that sound a little too much. Like he put a little too much sauce on it, you know, like when you hear certain when you hear certain things, you like, man, not in America. And he said it, it, he took it too far. Like they called you a nigger and then they called you, you know the F word that we not supposed to say, you know that exactly. round maggot. They called exactly. you that. And they said this MAGA cut like, come on man, that sounds crazy. Like I, I knew I knew he was lying from the beginning. It's just that I couldn't say nothing. And to be honest, the fact that He's being indicted on these charges. Yeah, man, you gotta sit down, bro. You might. I don't wish. Je- I don't wish jail on nobody. But man, you gotta sit down, man. Yo, his punishment. His punishment. I think his punishment is just this. Like, kick him off Empire, man. Sit him down a little minute. He gonna have to. He gonna have to figure it out. He gonna have to go to Burger King and flip burgers or something. Or uh, where well, he live in L.A., he gonna have to go to In and Out Burger or something. 
or wherever they shoot Empire. I don't even watch the show, so I don't even know. <laughs> but man, he got to do something. He got to do something. He got to get more humble, man, because you can't be out here lying. And they say like he was dissatisfied with his salary, and it's like, come on, bro, how egotistical are you? Or uh, such a narcissist that you think that you deserve more than you are when you're not even a star, my man. You're not Terrence Howard. You're not Taraji P. Henson. Like, you ain't put them years in, my G. You might be a little on the, you might be, a, you know, in your 30s and all that and think you deserve a little bit more money. Hey, but be happy with your salary. Do I think he should go to jail? No. Nah. I think his punishment should be that his ass ain't going to work in Hollywood ever again, probably. It might take five or six. 10 years because people always remember and what he did he tried to use the gay community to his advantage and it's like hey man you live and die you live and die by the gay community because they cancel your ass real quick real quick that's the worst people you man listen i'd rather have problems with the kkk than have problems with with the gay community not me yeah what what threw me off about the whole shit though right was um you know what I'm saying? He 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 tried to make it seem like it was a, a racial issue, and then on top of that, he tried to make it seem like it was a gay issue. And then when he got into the interview with uh, ABC Good Morning America, he he left out the whole racial aspect, and it just made it a gay issue. And before even before all that even happened, he made it a gay issue by calling himself the gay Tupac. Now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he called himself the gay Tupac. I say, man, this nigga lying. He nuts calling himself the gay Tupac, man. Yeah, man. Listen, I know you know. What I'm saying, I understand. I get it. You know, what I'm saying Tupac was revolutionary, but you can't be a gay Tupac. Like Tupac stood out against being gay to begin with. Exactly, which it, it, it didn't it didn't make sense to me. But you know, when you lie, you got to keep that lie going, man. You got to keep you got to keep one up, and you got to double down. Cause soon as soon as you falter, you slither, hey man. Just like my boy Shotty say, don't bend, don't break, don't slither. You feel me? You you got to. You got. No I mean, you, you to definitely do gotta you definitely gotta keep that lie going, but. I mean, <laughs> at one point, <laughs> at one point, man, you just you just got to give a reasonable lie. You feel me? Like you could have said, "Hey, man, they called me, you know, saying the f word, and then they beat me up, and I kept it moving because I thought they was trying to at least talk to me or something." Because he lied and said that it was two white dudes. We found out that it was two big buff ass Nigerians. And we yeah, all know that degrees. Nigerians don't look like nowhere 10? close to white dudes. Exactly. And it was like negative 10 degrees, my nigga. Who the hell going to subway at negative 10 degrees, dog? Yo, listen, this is the, the crazy shit to me was the fact that my man paid the two Nigerians 300, uh, I'm sorry, $3,500 to come out and beat his ass in negative 10 degrees. I felt like they should have got paid more than that because they're Nigerian. Hey, yeah, that's facts. That's facts. And you know that might go down in the history of history, man. Nigerians, <laughs> I know a lot. I know a lot of Nigerian scammers, and I ain't never known a Nigerian to get scammed. But guess what? He don't want. That's the only thing he want. Everything else he lost. But boy, he scammed in some Nigerians. He can say that. He might be going to jail, and when he go to the jail cell, guess what he can say? What you there for? Scamming oh, no, Nigerians. He definitely going to the jail cell. He got he sixteen might, felony you know, he, counts. He, he, 
You know what I'm saying? He exactly. Out of there. Is that fair? Is that fair? Because I know the fair. I know the fairs had something to do with his case where they was investigating it. Because yeah, they I think it is the fair. Hate I, I, I want to nah, say it is the fairs because um, nah, he he going down. You said what happened? He going down, man. It's on. Oh, it's yeah. on the two people that I fear in his life: the IRS and the feds. That's it. Yeah, he definitely going down, bro. He got to go down. If he don't go down, he got to at least go down for the culture. Because if he don't go down, bro, that means that they're going to be on our ass for the next at least 20 years. Man, they've been, they been on our ass. You see how all these rappers getting locked up, man? Make me, it make me it make me scared sometimes, you know, to be around some of these dudes that are being in certain situations. Because I'm like, hey, man, they locking these people up. And, you know, them skeletons come out your closet, man. You you know how they doing 21 and all that? That's kind of messed up. Yeah. But he got he got to take the L, man. He got to take the L for the coach and the gay community. Yeah, he need to, man. You, you, that way it'll, it'll, it'll take some weight up off of us, man. But um, um, moving on from uh, Juicy Jesse Smollett, uh, how do you feel about the situation that's been going on with uh, R. Kelly, man? Oh, man. R. Kelly, R. Kelly might just be a pimp. He might just be a pimp, like... He might, it's, it's messed up. He might have been a pedophile at some point, but I don't think he, I don't think he's been a pedophile in a while. I think he, I, you know, cause it's like, I know dudes that beat a murder charge, you know, and they never killed nobody after that. They want the straight line after that because they know you can't beat that. Or they beat drug charges and they beat certain charges and they walk the straight line after that. Some people say, you know, with pedophilia, you can't never get it out your system. But it's like, if you like underage girls, it's some of these girls walking around 25, 26 look like underage girls. Right. So maybe that he he just switched from the girls and started getting girls that was legal, you know. But I don't know, man. It might it might be it might be a rap for R. Kelly. You know, they probably make an example out of him, man, because they done made it. They trying they trying to take Mike out, man. They trying to take Mike Jack out. Like they taking his music off. And then Oprah aiding and abetting them and doing so, like, man, take her black card, man. How the hell you taking out Michael Jackson when that man pretty much made your career? That cr- man, that's crazy, bro. R. Kelly, whoo, I hate to say it, that boy going down. He going down. He going down. They going to make an example of him. And then what they start going to because they made an example of Bill Cosby. Now they got to make an example of R. Kelly. Now they got to make an example of Michael Jackson. And that man is great. So, uh, Kelly crazy, but did did you see that clip though? Did you see the clip yeah, of he his was, publicist talking on the live news where the dude was talking? My nigga was wilding, bro. He was wilding. He, he, he told him get the fuck out. He told him get the fuck out the way, fam. <laughs> like that shit had me crying. Like, but that's a real nigga shit though, man. When you get out of jail, bro, you trying to get as far as far away from jail as possible because when you get when you get out that county jail, it's police. That's out there for five blocks, and they might just arrest your ass for anything. Yeah, man, but you can't. This my thing, though. You can't go to the goddamn McDonald's that they used to say that you picked up young broads from, and then on top of that, right? You can't then go from McDonald's into an interview with Gail King and then say little shit like, "Hey, y'all want me dead?" You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all trying to kill me because. You know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all think I'm sleeping with young bros. R. Kelly need to sit his ass down somewhere, man. But me personally, I think this nigga's a pedophile. 
I know this nigga's a pedophile. First and foremost, there's no way that um and I take that back. Let me let me retract that. Not only is he a pedophile, he's a pedophile pimp. This nigga is pimping young yeah, guys out nigga, here and he getting these hoes on the track early. That's all it is. Early. Early. He brainwashing them. He brainwashing them and that's probably what he's guilty of. Like he may not have some of them girls he may not have had sex with when they was underage, but he was grooming them like a pimp. Definitely. And, Definitely. One hundred percent. I'm with you on that shit because That's fucked up and then the parents come on, yeah. man. The parents is the parents is out here drafting them. The parents is out here throwing them like it's the NFL draft. Like, hey, you want this one? Take this one. Oh, she got a friend. Take the friend. Like, that shit crazy, man. Yeah, 100%, man, because um, if it weren't for the parents, he wouldn't be able to get to these motherfuckers. You feel me? Exactly. So, I can get locked up. Lock the parents' ass up, too. Lock their ass up, too. Because if he out here, if he out here getting these young girls like this and you know, being a being a thirst ball like that, like man, I got I got little sisters, man. I'll be ready to kill a nigga. He say some, he say any nigga. You even look at my little sister wrong, nigga. I'm going, to, I'm going to your shit. Like I, we got a fight right here, and y'all just willingly taking them to the studio and not being parental guidance and walking away. Like, come on, man. Like y'all ask him too. This pedophile pimp gonna get locked up. Y'all need to get locked up too, cause y'all pedophiles too. Cause y'all saying the behavior was cool and y'all know what was going on and y'all just did it. But what's worse is y'all doing it and then y'all trying to get a check out the situation. That's even worse. Like y'all done sold y'all daughters down the river. Now you trying to get paid on the back end? Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, that shit crazy, bro. So, um, but on to a lighter note, man. Um, before I get you up out of here, I do want to get you, you know what I'm saying, somewhere where people could see uh, a little bit more of your personality because um, on those two notes, I think they got a little bit of how you feel personally. But um, do you watch Love and Hip Hop? I used to watch Atlanta. I used to watch Atlanta because Atlanta is probably the most interesting, but for all that, for the New York one and the Miami one, that's a dub. And it's like the people that they got on there, like we in Miami, the people specifically on Miami, man, we look at all them people as clowns, except for Trick and Trina. Much love to Trick, much love to Trina. Growing up, they was always there. They done gave me toys and all, so I could never say nothing bad about Trick and Trina, but I don't really watch it. Like outside of Atlanta, I don't really watch it because everything else is kind of seen fake and made up. But Atlanta's just interesting, I guess, because I like because I like Young Jock commentary. Young Jock and Stevie J commentary is like so funny to me. That's good to hear, man. Because um, you are a you are a Florida guy, so um, loving hip hop Miami. Trick Daddy right. might just got a chance with Amar Lenegra, man. And I know Trick Daddy is a legend around y'all parts. So, of course, like you just said, uh, is Trina, who is a um, who is a fruit from Trick Daddy's tree. And salute That's to that. Trina. I personally don't think she can rap, but I know she fine as hell, so she can do whatever the hell she want to. Um, but Trick Daddy was riding horses with a Marlon man. Might have a chance at that ass. How do you feel about that, brother? Man, listen, Trick got to top that for all the black men. For all the black men. Because, I don't know, she seemed like she might like them white, them white men, you know? And she's Spanish, so it's like, 
you know, in Miami, them dark-skinned Spanish girls just consider black. So it's like he trick got to knock the he got to knock the lining out that thing, you know? Cause she's I seen her in per, I seen her in person, and when I say that's a dime piece, that's that's a ten, you know, that's a ten piece from Wingstop. Man, hey man, that's a whole goddamn dollar, pepper. brother. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> she, she, a, she a bad one. She's a bad one. There ain't too many bad ones that's on that Miami show. That's why I couldn't really watch it. Because I don't, you know, I don't like to really see hood rats across the screen like that. You know, like, I got to see the bad ones. And I got to see the real ass. And that ass is real. Like, she had on the dress when I seen her. And she was walking. And the, the ass was clapping in the dress. And I was like, oh, word. That's how she played it? Oh, yeah. She nasty out here. She nasty. She real. She real ill with it. Hey, man, Trick need to go and hit that. I don't know. I don't know if he can, though. I don't know if he can. Maybe if he, you know, if he cooked some neck bones and some collard greens and some mac and cheese for her, maybe, maybe she'll let him top that. But as for that, nah, man. Hey, man, if he do that for that. her, he just might get her, fam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Listen, you <laughs> he could, just you might have that one. Key, I ain't going to lie. Listen, that's the you know what I'm saying? That's the key to success, Scooter. That's the key to success, man. I be out here cooking, you know, cooking these girls, Haitian macaroni and cheese, you know what? Mashed potatoes from scratch and making, you know, stuff, anything. I don't care. Stuff, bell peppers, stuff, chicken breast, whatever. Ah, so you, you out here chefing it up it. then, huh? Oh, you listen, man. You got you got to chef it up. And then, you know, when you grew up, how I grew up, and, you know, you ain't really come from, you ain't come from money because I, I don't come from money. You know, like a lot of niggas in my family were drug dealers and shit, but, you know, we still came from the bottom. So you know how to shove stuff and put stuff together. You got to see alternate ways. Like going to McDonald's and stuff used to be the vibe. But when you get older and you get your own money, you want to start, you know, going to the fancy restaurants and all that. But that shit get, that shit get daunting. That shit, man, you start spending so much money, like going to Prime 112. You ever went to a fancy-ass restaurant and spent $250, $300? And then was still hungry after that shit, and then had to slide by McDonald's just to get a quarter pounder with cheese. That's the worst. Hell nah. Listen, I live in Ohio. We don't got them kind of restaurants, my brother. You know what I'm saying? The only restaurants we got that's worth three hundred dollars ain't built yet. Oh, see that? Y'all, y'all lucky, man. We got Miami. Got all these fancy, snazzy ass restaurants with the food on the square white plate. And they give you like the tuna tartare and a little bit, a little bit of the steak, and the shit be like not even a two, three inches long and two, three inches deep and shit like that. And you gotta pay sixty dollars for that motherfucker, and that's all the girls want to go to. And you know when you dating, you gotta do it. Like you don't have to, but you do it because you know you trying to get the draws, or you trying to. You trying to see if she gonna be, you know, she gonna be your main thing. You know, you trying to settle down or something. So you know, you gotta do them prerequisites. You know, to show that you ain't no broke nigga. But then you end up just, you just end up mad as hell because you like, dog, I'm still hungry. I don't spend how much? Fuck this. Next time I'm going to Chili's. All right, we gonna take one more break and then we'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bar. 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 I
All right, now, so, um, real quick, man, before we close out, I just want you to um, give some last words for everybody that's listening, and specifically just to independent artists who want to get their name heard and uh, want to be on the same plane, kind of like you're on. What I would say is learn every single thing that you can. Google is your best friend. Don't be out here asking people for the game because they're not going to give you game. I hate to say it, but it's a lot of people that I know that's doing their thing. They didn't give me game. I had to learn it myself. Do that. Stay positive. Ground hard. Make sure your lyrics count. And always stay focused. That's the main thing. Stay focused. Because if, if you slack off for one minute, guess what? Somebody else going to take your spot. And you might not. Don't be mad. You know, you might not get to where you need to be quick, fast, in a hurry. And you might see these artists, you know, they come up in a year but guess what they come up in a year they're not here six months so what you do is you grind it out you might have to grind it out two three years but you might be two three years in and guess what something pops and you there for ten years Ross once said it and he compared himself to 50 when him and 50 had the beef he said it I don't want to sell 10 million one time I want to sell a million ten times if you keep that philosophy you'll always win um, I'm currently working on a new mixtape right now. I got a beat pack from a boy, Chad G, so we about to go back in and release something else. But for right now, look up Phantom Not Your Average on all streaming platforms. Uh, follow me on Twitter, The Real Phantom, D-A-R-E-A-L, Phantom, P-H-A-N-T-O-M. Follow me on Instagram, P-H-A-N-T-O-M, 305. You can find me on Snapchat also, The Real Phantom. Uh, much love to my boy Scooter. You know how we rock. We probably gonna be clowning on Twitter after this, cause, cause it's some goofy shit that I just seen on the timeline. So you yes, know how go. And as always, love and appreciate you. You know we gonna grind it to the top, and you know when I make it to where I at, you already know I'm gonna call you, and we gonna make this thing to the top. We gonna. We're going to make you on Joe Button level out here. Need them, need them <laughs> hey, yo, listen, check, I appreciate that shit 100%, brother. And listen, when we make it to the top, you know what I'm saying?
already know, man, you're going to be one of the artists that we stay fucking with, man. But um, not only do you give your social medias out, man, please give your SoundCloud, give your title, all that stuff out that you can give, at least that you remember. That way, you know what I'm saying, everybody can fuck with you and, uh, and log on and subscribe and all that good stuff, follow you, everything like that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The, now, with the SoundCloud, my SoundCloud is just soundcloud.com forward slash the real phantom look that up you straight now as far as like title and spotify and all that i'm still in litigation about this because there's so many different artists that got the name phantom so the easiest easiest way to find me is just type in phantom not your average uh phantom lucky seven those are my two projects that i put out last year just search them you search them find them get acquainted with the music you know check out my boy cheese navy he got some fire music too uh, check out Sivirus. He got some fire music too. And you know, just link in with the squad. Because every time you hear us, you're going to hear that 100 grand tag on there. And you know it's me because you're going to hear that Phantom 305. Because I got to rep my city wherever I go, whoever I talk to. You know, that's the, that's the thing first. You got to rep the crib. Because if you don't rep your hometown, they ain't going to rep you. Yes, sir. That's a fact. Now, before we get up off of here, man, I just want to do one thing and let you know, man. Tell Cheese Navy, man, that man next. Because I got to oh, get yeah. him on here and I got to interview him next, man. Because you know that's one of my favorite artists, too, bro. Yeah, man. We cooking up in the lab right now. We about to do this group project, too. And, you know, it's, 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 about, to be, it's about to be some crazy things going on, you know. And we... We definitely going to include you, you know, might give you, you know, like an EP credit or something, you know, toss you a few, a few things to check out, you know, and pick it in, you know, A&R because you got that air for it. So, you know, the more ears, the better. Hey, you know, so I appreciate that 100%, man. Holy, man. You know, I, uh. You know, with my boy Detroit Gang, man, I did his mixtape too. So, you know what I'm saying? That'll just be another mark on my record, man. But um, before I get up out of here, man, I want to say thank you personally, man, for coming on here and uh, showing the love, man, and helping out and giving out all the instruments and everything that you gave personally, the jewels and everything that you dropped for um, independent artists and for people who thinking about going from major labels to just being an independent artist. Um, and for people who just want to be an artist period man thank you personally for giving your perspective giving your opinions and you know what i'm saying giving everything that you know about the game to those people and i want to also thank you for coming on here with me man and sharing the little bit of time that you did with me and showing me the love that you did bro i definitely appreciate it you know what i'm saying from ohio to florida let's go ahead you know what i'm saying let's make it big and just want to let you know man if you get a chance ever go down there and watch the Orlando Magic, man, please do for me because my Orlando Magic is doing bad out here. We got a chance to make yeah, the seed in the West, but it ain't looking good, bro. Man, my heat doing bad, so we in the same situation, bro. <laughs> we in the same situation. My heart was broke by my Eagles, and then my Hurricanes was trash, so, you know, it ain't really been, you know, that boycott been kind of easy. You know, we boycotting all football. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact, man. That's Cap a fact. Captain got that check. It's different now. Captain got the check, so now we can go back, you know, to watching football every Sunday and all that stuff to get back to how we doing it regular. But yes, sir. Hey, man, listen, I appreciate you for giving me the platform and even taking the time out to speak. And I don't really too much do interviews or too much speak to too much people. I just stay in my own bubble and do my music. But you know, I fuck with you the long way, and you know, you've been on that yes, ground sir. floor. 
I remember when the first mixtape dropped, you gave me feedback on it, and that made me go harder for the second one. So, you know, it's always going to be done. That's what's up, man. Like I said, man, I appreciate you. And um, we about to get up out of here, man. I'm going to hit you up later. So, with that being said, man, I'm going to get up out of here, bro. Hey, we out. 100. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, man, I just want to thank uh, Phantom for dropping through, man, giving me his uh, blessing and, and him coming through and showing me the love that he showed me. Um, so with that being said, man, if y'all want to check Phantom out, I have all his information in the uh, description of this podcast. Y'all go ahead. Y'all check him out. Y'all show him some love, man. Y'all do what y'all got to do. And with that being said, man. We up out of here, man. This is 15 Minutes of Fame with Scoots Bronson. Peace. We up out of here.